0: everyone, John Wertheim here for this week's Sports Illustrated Tennis Podcast. This week, some challenger talk. Uh, I was inspired by uh, Aslan Karatsev, who was in Serbia a few days ago, beating Novak Djokovic, reaching the finals, continuing this tear. He was asked about his emergence in 2021, and he said, uh, among other things, quote, I recommend you, you being the media, I recommend you cover some challengers. Uh, Anna Mitrich is my, my source on that but I think that's good advice from Karatsev and we always say in tennis that the margins in this sport are so thin so why do we not spend more time uh, looking at the players at the 1A level especially now that we have seen this this vivid expression from Karatsev a guy who started the year outside the top 100 and here we are in late April he'll be seated by the French he's beaten Djokovic he's been to the semifinals in Australia he's won a title he's won a doubles title who is the Karatsev of 2021 well we found him He is an American he is uh, Jensen Brooksby of Sacramento. He is only twenty, younger than Seb Corda will have you know, but he has won three Challenger titles already. Started the year outside the top 300 and is now 166. And basically is, is defending nothing because he did not play a single match in 2020, which we we talk about. So who is this guy? Who is Jensen Brooksby? Why is he setting the world on fire? What is it like playing in AAA? What is it like winning three titles at this level in uh, in really a matter of weeks? This is quite a role. And uh, we caught up with him. Here is Jensen Brooksby. You're coming off your third challenger win. It's still April. Good yep. job. That's, uh, that's good stuff. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. So how easy is tennis for you right now? Oh, God. <laughs> right? You got that. All right. I like that.
1: Uh, I heard that afterwards that Bjorn said that. That's funny.
0: Yep. But what, what, you see that clip, I, right? Huh? You've you've seen the clip.
1: Yeah, yeah, I saw it. I saw it. Yeah.
0: That's fine. Um, I don't know. I mean, I I said it as a joke, but uh I mean it, it's kind of a good you know, it's kind of an interesting observation. Uh does does tennis feel pretty easy right now? Yeah, in a way. I mean, I feel like uh I feel like
1: I, I have the confidence and uh people people know that, so they get a little frustrated right now playing against me, but I definitely have the confidence right now for sure.
0: You uh I think you ended the year at three oh seven. You, you've like cut that by half. Uh, I think you're one sixty six today. Um, yep, good stuff. What's thanks? What, what what's working apart from the confidence? Uh, I mean,
1: I I I know I've known I've had the I've know I know I had the game, but my my body's gotten my body's gotten better. I, my mental focus on what I need to focus on during the match throughout the whole periods of the matches and day in day out has improved also since uh since last year a couple years ago so I've I feel like I've just focused on a lot of a lot of good things and uh more consistently and it's helped me get the wins so far
0: so I I want to talk about the challenger level let's let's talk about you first um okay I don't know sort of sort of who are you no I'm kidding I mean I don't I don't know what <laughs> uh what, what do your what do your folks do have you come to tennis give us some background on you
1: okay so my my parents used to play tennis as well um i i don't know exactly or my dad started playing a little bit in uh college and my mom was after but they used to be taught by joseph gilbert who's my head coach now they used to take lessons from him as well uh when i was really young and even before i was born i think and then they i used to play multiple sports when i was younger up to when i was 13 years old such as uh Uh, baseball, basketball, flag football, I think, so and even tracks. I I just did a lot of sports. I was just an energetic guy. And then as well as tennis, soccer too, actually. Uh, But when I was 13, I just wanted to make a choice on which sport I wanted to go for. And I felt like I was the best at tennis. And I loved the individual aspect of of what the sport offers. And then my parents asked Joseph if they would give me uh, lessons. He had never taught juniors before. And he did, and we've been working for 13 years so far.
0: This is uh, this is Joe Gilbert, your coach. You're talking about?
1: Yeah, yeah. Head coach Joseph. Yep.
0: Go, go back to what you were saying before, because I, I think that's actually really important for tennis. I mean, you're you're a bit, I don't know what are you six three six four. I mean, you're you're clearly an athletic yeah, kid. That's are six yeah. four. You're 20 years old. It, it seems to me like this is pretty critical for tennis to take these athletic kids when they've got to make a choice and and pick a sport to go full time. Um, yeah, like you, you played a lot of sports as a kid, you said. Yep. Tell me more about the decision to say, I'm going to commit myself to tennis. Because I, I think that's really critical for the sport. Did, did someone lobby you? How did you arrive at that decision? Yeah, I mean,
1: it was mostly, it was mostly uh, self, like self-motivated. Like, I really wanted to go for a sport. And I, I, I felt like even though, for years, even though I played the other sports, I always had a, like, uh, the most passion for tennis. And I knew if I wanted to be great at a sport, I'd need to put more, even more time into it than I already had. So I started homeschooling in sixth grade and then ever since until college for the two months. But ever from sixth grade through all high school, I was homeschooled so I could travel more, play more tournaments. And I just really wanted to go for it in tennis.
0: Tell me about Joe Gilbert. Tell me about your coach. Uh, This this is uh, someone from Northern California, I'm guessing.
1: Yeah, Sacramento. Yeah, we've, uh, we've, we've been there. We've moved a couple clubs throughout the years, but it's always been in Sacramento for 13 years and gone.
0: What, uh, you know, you're up-and-coming pro, you're, you're 20 years old, you're traveling around. How does that work with uh, a, a coach who's based <laughs> at a club?
1: Uh, I, I travel with him a lot to tournaments. Usually, so it's it's either with him or with my traveling coach Nick Bezobchenko as well. So usually, I'll go with one or the other to tournaments. We just we just go week by week and figure out who I travel with. But but uh, it's one of always one or the other. Both are really helpful.
0: Tell, tell me about Joe. What's the uh, you've been with him a long time. What's uh, what's he all about?
1: Yeah, we have a we have a special relationship to say the least. I mean, uh, we've we we've always we have a similar mindset i feel on how we we look at things and just approach the uh the training and the tournaments and it's it's de- it's definitely unique and i he he's he's greatly helped my game i wouldn't be here where i am today without him and i've had uh i've had five lessons a week with him since i was i oh. think seven honestly so like like every day just we uh, we've had so many hours together we we see eye to eye so
0: what what are his i don't know what 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 are his organizing principles? What, what are his sort of philosophies? What makes him different as a coach? Yeah,
1: he, he, he always just stays really focused and just, just tells me the truth, how it is, how I, how I need to get better, whether like he treats it the same, whether I'm, I'm winning or, or, or I'm struggling, for instance, or however my mindset is. He always just tells me how it is, how I, how I get better and uh tough on me but in a good way so i i you always need to have someone like that i believe so that's why he's really important to me
0: so so tell me walk me through the last few years i was trying to figure it out because we, we talked about you on tennis show when you you qualified for the open in, yep. in uh in 19 yep. you, you didn't get a wild card you qualified you beat uh you beat tomas burdick you re- you retired Thomas burdick you put that's the last match he played um, yeah all, yep. all because of you um and then what happened? It looked like you didn't play a ma- you didn't play a single match in 2020. Is that right?
1: Yeah, that is right. I mean, so against Basilio in the second round, early in the fourth set, I I hurt my it was my right like inner elbow. I, I injured that. I kind of played through it, but then I I had to miss uh miss a few months from that to recover that. And then I only played one more tournament that year in November Challenger like mid November in Houston. It was just two rounds and then and then mid mid-December I had a it was a it was a turf toe ish sesamoid bone injury on the left left toe. So that uh, that led me to not play any matches or in Baylor for the first two months. It was like right before I got there too, like just a couple weeks before. So that was that was terrible. And and then even once I got back from COVID it was a it was a long recovery to playing to full health and then uh even after that I had a couple other things but I I started fully really getting to start to fully train not really till December really so
0: you basically missed a year
1: pretty much yeah from like being able to fully train and and stuff how I wanted to how i have been able to now but that's why that's why I feel like I mean it's only it's only April still you know so I feel like I have so so much room to grow, whether it's, it's on the court mentally, just especially physically, too, since it's only been a few months. So I'm, I'm confident. Uh,
0: so you, you commit to Baylor, but you didn't play a match. You didn't play a match of college tennis, basically.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even get to hit the court with a, with a team either. So or I was there cheering on the guys, but, I, I, yeah, I, I didn't get to play. So that was disappointing. But
0: So, so I don't know if you saw this, uh, th- this quote from Karatsev. Um, last weekend, but he he encouraged people to cover the challenger circuit more. Um, And, you know, it's something we talk about a lot, how there's not that big a difference and margins are small and one level they're playing and they're, they're, you know, they're they're Volvos on the side of the court that go to the winners and you go one level down and guys are like sticking bananas in their backpack because that might be dinner. Um, (laughs) What's your experience been like? I mean, when your friends say, what's it like out there on the challenger circuit? What, uh, What do you tell them?
1: Yeah, I I mean I I know the U.S. Open. I've played it now, so I I, I know the different uh, the areas. But I mean, I I I, try, I don't think about the uh, like what tournament it is. You know, really like whether it's a big one or the challengers or even the futures, which I started out with this year. I started with one, or obviously in 2019, I've played them as well. And I just I just uh, focus on what I need to work on, whether whatever tournament or match I'm playing. But yeah, I mean, the challengers, the the game, the game difference from challengers to ATP is not, is not is not big. I think it's it's definitely just, ment- mental mental strength, physicality, a l- little things in games. But it's not it's not a huge difference. So,
0: what? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, what what's the mood among the players? I mean, it is. Uh, <clears throat> what's what's the vibe among you guys that are all trying to to fight and get to that next level?
1: Yeah, there's. I feel like players definitely uh, can get in their own head sometimes down here, especially the you know the, the more the more experienced ones, uh, kind of like demons if you say just, just some. But I mean, every, everyone has that to some degree. It's just how you manage it and control it. Mm-hmm. I think is big, and uh, I, uh, a good amount of players I feel like talk to others and like know each other well, but I, I don't really talk to anybody. I just, I just stay focused on my, on myself. And I, I feel like that helps.
0: Are, are you always with someone?
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm always with a coach on the road, whether it's uh, Joseph or Nick right now, you, usually Joseph, but I'm, I'm always, I never travel alone.
0: Are, are you guys talking at all about karate? I mean, to me, to me, Karatsev is might, might be the story of the year in tennis so far. I mean, this guy, w- when We got out of COVID, and he was playing last August. He was outside the top 200, and now the guy's, you know, beating Djokovic, and he's he's won a million bucks already and got to the semis in Australia and won a title. Are are you guys talking about him?
1: No. I mean, like you mean like challenger players? or
0: Yeah. I mean, it seems like this this is a guy who's sort of, you know, it's like Steph Curry going from Davidson to MVP. This is a guy who uh, was – was was D two a year ago and now is beating Djokovic. Um is that name coming up at all?
1: That's true. I mean not not really. I mean players don't uh I mean there's no like TVs of anyone. We don't really I I never hear any of the players talk about any other players or really I mean it seems like everyone's just pretty focused on trying to do their best, which which makes sense. I mean at least from my standpoint I don't hear anyone talking about players but but I mean he's definitely but yeah, Aslan's definitely improved tremendously, no doubt. So,
0: how much attention do you pay to the uh, to the top runs? I mean, you know, in, in theory, if everything goes as planned, these are guys you're going to be facing sooner yeah. rather than later. How, how much attention are you paying to the day in day out ATP results?
1: Yeah, that, that's my goal. Definitely, is to be, be playing with them sooner rather than later. Uh, I, I don't pay I don't pay attention too much. I mean, I. I, I see what happens sometimes, but I, I don't I don't really pay attention to it i just I just need to i just try to focus more on uh the things I need to do to get up there so I can start playing with them and competing with them consistently and being up there
0: Is there scouting at your level i mean are are you watching video of guys you might face in the next round
1: yeah for sure yeah uh my coach and I often yeah will we'll either watch the players or on on uh, on YouTube, at least, there's always video of guys. So I, I always uh, will always watch to uh, scout how to play the opponent as well as just play my own strategy.
0: What do you think your folks make of this? And this must be uh, quite, quite a ride for them as well.
1: My, my parents, yeah. My, 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 my family as a whole has really been uh, supporting me big time from back home, wherever. Wherever that other family members as well. My my parents are happy with how I've started, but they I think they know I have this level in me too, so they're excited to see the the hard work paying off so far. And you know, it's just you know, hopefully there's a lot more years left and a lot uh, bigger things to achieve still.
0: You're 20 years old. These yeah, uh, uh, you know these these careers so are longer and longer. Which uh, you you got a while. You got to, you're 20 for a while too. Um, yeah you see yourself doing this for 15 more years?
1: I do, yeah. Uh, I, I, I think the, the injuries I had after the U.S. Open, though, were, were, helped me in the end in the long run because it, it made me focus even harder on my, on my fitness and, and put, in, put in the effort I really need to there all around. And just even just, you know, appreciate being able to compete out here. And, yeah, and it's, it's just definitely gotten me more appreciative and like focused on what I need to work on so they're they're good for the long run and I've gotten stronger and will continue to put in the work you know
0: so this this is this is a real locker room question but but I feel like it I mean athletes a lot of times think in these terms I mean what how much higher is the ceiling like how far are you from a finished product
1: uh I mean I I think I'm I think I'm really far still I I feel like I have a, a huge amount of room I can grow uh I mean even when I, I played the U.S. Open twice, I was, I was like a small kid the first time, basically. Uh, and even now, I, I've been a late grower. I, I've, I've gotten taller, but I, I still could a little bit and definitely have room to, a huge amount of room to uh, fill out physically and improve my, my mental focus and even areas in my game as well. So uh, I feel like my ceiling's really high, and in the next few years, I, I, hope, I, can, I hope I can show that.
0: go go deeper on your mental process because you you specifically you play these big points really well what is the conversation you're having with yourself when it's four all break point
1: yeah i i try to treat every every point like it's the same whether it's uh you know if you're down like i don't know whether it's one five love 40 or it's like a four all add out out, you know i just it's trying trying to focus on how to play my game as, and this, and as well as the strategy to play against that specific opponent. Just each point, each, each point of the match, no matter what, and I, I still need to work on that, but that's what I'm always trying to do out there. And I, I have, I feel like I have done really well on the important points so far, which means in my mind that, if, which means I've done a better job at focusing, focusing on that well on the important points rather than just losing focus and just, you know, try, trying to make the ball on the court. Or something at that point, like not letting my emotions get in the way. So I feel like I've improved in that.
0: You're you're an emotional guy regularly. The...
1: yeah, I, I I'm am a vocal guy. I let my I let my, uh, I let my uh, positivity and uh, and negativity out there. So I, I still need to work on that, but it definitely definitely helps me stay stay focused when I you know when I, when I throw commands or I just I just talk with myself a little bit too.
0: What um. What else should people know about the challenger level? I mean, you're you're obviously everyone trying to get. You know, it's like AAA baseball, right? Everyone's trying to get promoted to uh, to the show. What What should people know about these tournaments that you're you're winning?
1: You always have to be. You can't. You can't just lose for a match and win. So uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of lot of solid players out here. That's a good level. But I I feel like the mental is a really really important part of being able to get past uh, the challengers and into the the, the big events consistently.
0: You're you're 166 now. We're uh, we're still in April. What what's the rest of your year look like? I mean, how, how does this change your uh, your your planning going forward? What's what's your spring and summer look like now?
1: Yeah, it's it's been it's been it's been a great start to the year for me. And we just we always take it week by week, and how I'm doing. We'll decide you know, what tournaments I play later on. So uh, I'll play French Qualies and uh, Wimbledon Qualies, I'm sure probably a tournament before the French Open as well, I think, in Italy. But uh, just because I'm doing well, it means I'll have more chances at the, the bigger tournaments, which is, which is what, I'm, what I'm fighting for, training for. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to have my chances there, there again. You know, hopefully U.S. Open, I'm sure, as well later in the year. But, yeah.
0: Um, how are you doing transitioning from, from one surface to the other? I mean, how are you going to – you played on clay and, and played well on clay. How do you prepare to go over to Europe? And then how do you prepare to go uh, clay to grass?
1: Yeah, we don't, uh, our our culture in general is we don't really focus on things like rankings or or like surfaces, you know, and like, like, let that, let those things kind of get in your head. Like, we'll, we'll get there a little early to, to train and prepare and get used to it. But we, we, uh, we really just focus on what we can control and not, not external factors that are out of your control as to not lose uh, focus or distractions is the main goal, but, uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll get there. I've never played on red clay or grass. So we'd get there. We'd get there multiple days early. I'm sure get used to it, get used to the area, which will give me the best chance to compete and win out there.
0: Never played on red clay or grass.
1: Nope. Wow. Then I hadn't, uh, I hadn't played on, uh, I hadn't played on even green clay for two years actually before this tournament. And I had I had just Monday to train before this week, but it, it shows that our our beliefs, you know, you can switch easily if you focus on the right things. You just you try to get used to it as well as you can, but you don't really think about it. Then it's not going to be a then it's not going to be a problem for me.
0: Is that uh? Is that your, is that Joe Gilbert right there? Your your game's your game, and whatever's under my feet is really secondary.
1: Yep, that's that's how we, it's how we train. It's how it's the mindset we have, and uh, I, I believe it's great. Yep, it's Joseph
0: coming out in me. (laughs) So, uh, so what do you have? Uh, You go back to California and then then over to Europe?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm a week here in uh, Boca, just doing, just doing fitness. I get the racket of my hand a little bit and then we'll go back home, train for about maybe seven, eight days. And then I think we're off to, off to Europe to get back at it.
0: If, uh, if in fact you don't, you don't have too many challengers left in you at this rate, what uh what what are you gonna remember about this phase i mean what um what's what's gonna strike you about playing at this level
1: i mean i mean hopefully you know you never you never know what happens you never want to think ahead because you want to keep doing the same things that got you to get the wins and get there in the first place but uh but yeah i i mean early early in the year january february i hadn't played matches in so long it wasn't easy uh you know, first, first, first challenger in South Africa, I lost the first round, and there's always uh, battles, battles after that, too. So it's just, uh, just it's, it always reminds you that you need to stay on top of it to really keep improving and j- jumping up levels.
0: So you, you went from Northern California to South Africa. I mean, literally, that's about as far a trip as you can take in the world.
1: Yep, actually, my, my first tournament was the Futures in Spain, and then we flew from there to South Africa right after, and we had uh, one day in between, and then I was in South Africa for two weeks. So that was that was definitely the longest I've traveled. That was a, that was an interesting journey, but but fun. Yeah, that's,
0: that's, that's a long way to go to play two sets of tennis. It is, it, it is.
1: You know, so hope, that's why you wanna uh, you don't wanna just go there and lose early, or else uh, be be tough. But but yeah, but I've I've been in the states since. Which has been nice. And then obviously back to Europe soon. So gotcha.
0: um all right, this is great. I mean you're you know, you're you're on a you're on a hell of a hot streak. I hope you uh I hope you keep it up. I hope you keep your confidence up and uh next next stop uh sounds like French French open Qualies is sort of a next uh yeah big pillar yeah. Of the schedule.
1: Possibly possibly Italy before and then yeah, French open Qualies for sure. So I'm I'm excited. Yep, big opportunity coming up. So I'll be I'll be ready.
0: There you go. You're uh, you, you've shaved your ranking down by uh, 50% uh, since the start of the year. So you, you yeah. got to something right. Um, it's true. I, um, all right. I, so this is great. Thanks. I hope kind uh, of stays easy for you.
1: Yeah, I, I hope so too. <laughs> I'll keep working on it. That's awesome. All right. Yeah. Thanks,
0: man. Appreciate it. Take care.
1: Yep. Thanks yeah. so much
0: okay thanks to jensen brooksby we uh suspect we will be hearing a lot more from him uh nice kid also for the record he was punctual big points uh for that enjoyed that conversation um good good head on his shoulders he's he's a big kid and has a real sort of athlete's body but also uh, clearly has the mental makeup as well so uh again it's, it's sort of hard to exaggerate this tear he has been on uh josh josh Macellis, who does good work at the at the atp and is always uh, helpful in these matters he notes that uh, only one challenger player in recent years has had a, a bigger streak uh and that was yanko tipserovich who a few years ago was trying to make a comeback a former top 10 player but uh jensen brooksby three titles and is the youngest player ever to put together a streak like this he is winning more than 90 percent of his matches this year we will see if he uh keeps it going and qualifies for one of the majors um so thanks to jensen enjoyed that conversation thanks to jamie as always for her behind the scenes handiwork keep the guest suggestions coming we had uh we had one today and i'm trying to remember what it was richard Ings, someone suggested we do something on of officiating and uh, suggested richard Ings. uh we're also working so we're going to be looking for you richard Ings. um we are also working with uh having a parent join us it's been uh a bit of a trick scheduling in part because of the nfl draft hint hint But uh, we will have a tennis parent soon, we hope. Uh, Recent guests, Andrea Godenzi, Renee Richards, who else? Caspar Rude, Michael Chang. Um, We've had a fun fun season so far, so check out past episodes. Keep the guest suggestions coming. Subscribe, leave a review, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Thanks again to Jensen Brooksby um, this week. Thanks to Jamie, and thanks to you for listening. We'll do it again in a week.